Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Nathan. And I am Julie. And this is the second episode of the Anomaly Cast. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes. We actually had a great time uh, in our episode launch. We got so much love, so much support. Yes, thank you guys. And we just want to give a shout out to all of you that supported us, that sent us a message, that shared. Uh, I wouldn't do justice to say each name here because we'd probably forget. Yes. <laughs> and so we just want to thank all of you. You know who you are. Yes. We have so much love, so much appreciation for you. Thank you for supporting. Thank you so much, guys. We are so, so happy and we're actually very, very excited. I probably am more excited to be talking in this second episode. Yeah, that's, this is going to be fun. Yeah, this is going to be very fun. We kind of touched on this a little bit, but we want to unpack it a little bit more. Yeah. And so we're going to be speaking about our experience at Bible college, right? Yeah. So uh, we spent three years at CFNI, mm-hmm. which is a Bible college in Dallas, Texas. Where all my Texans at. Yeah. Great country of Texas. <laughs> Where y'all at? <laughs> uh, Whataburger? Oh, wh- or Chick-fil-A? Uh, of course, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Whataburger. <laughs> Honestly... Ah, no, Chick uh, for me, Chick-fil-A beats Whataburger and also In-N-Out. Mm. Well, it, Chick-fil-A comes to like a really close. Yeah. I prefer Chick-fil-A's fries than In-N-Out fries. Oh, I love In-N-Out. I love their burgers. I know. I'm just not a big fan of the fries as well. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. But it's... Uh, their it's, milkshakes too is good. Yeah, But yeah. also Chick-fil-A's milkshakes is so good, man. Yeah, In-N-Out is just so cheap and so good and... I just like going in there, right? It's so clean and it's, yeah. it's a nice atmosphere at the restaurant. I love it. So we're, uh, we kind of spoke about this a little bit on the last episode. And so we want to speak a little about a little bit first about how we got to CFNI. Yeah. And so uh, we kinda, that, that was kind of a whole journey. It mm-hmm. was really something that God uh, or put in order. Um, it was something that he placed in our lives. Yeah, and it, very it, like it unexpectedly. Was very, yeah, it was in a very sovereign way. He he made that happen. Um, but it was it was a big decision, right? Oh my god, it was for me. It was like a for me because like when I was in college, I had basically like a five year plan. Like I planned my whole life for the next five years, how that was gonna look like, what job I was gonna have. I had everything in order. So for me. To make that decision of basically kind of canceling my own plans that I have dreamed for so long to go to another country to study yeah. something that I is, did not pop in my mind ever in my life to go to Bible college. So that so then you never put thought into that. Absolutely not. I like to actually like uh, invest that time on your spiritual growth, intellectual growth in that area. No, I never thought of going to Bible college. Mm -hmm. My dream was to work at a hospital. Ever since I was young, I had this like fascination, like this, like just a a love for hospitals and what they do, like nurses, doctors, social workers, like every, every, any person that's involved in working at a hospital. That was my ultimate dream was to park my car in the parking lot, go there. Like for me, that was my dream. And yeah, you know, I wanted to be a social worker at, yeah. at a hospital, but I was trying so hard to do 
you know, a co-op there. But unfortunately, it's only for people who have bachelor's degrees, which I am completely against. I really wanted to work (laughs) in there at a hospital. (laughs) But yeah, I never, ever thought about going to Bible college ever. Yeah, I hadn't put much thought into it as well. Just because it seemed something that could, uh, that was so impossible for me to go to, right? But you you thought about it, though. Yeah, I thought about it, but it was more like that thing. Oh, I thought about it, cool. But then it was nothing more than that. Yeah. It, was nothing, it wasn't like this burning desire as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. But it was just something in the back of my head. Like, imagine if that could happen. Like, what would it be like? Mm-hmm. And um, You were more in tune with God's plan than I was. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and so let's okay i think we spoke a little bit about the beginning but mm-hmm. um one year before we actually went to cfni mm-hmm. uh, i actually was looking at this note the other day on my phone and i had uh, like a breakdown of the program mm-hmm. i had a breakdown of um you know campus costs and this and that i had no idea about this either yeah and and i brought it to you i remember we were at your house and we were like watching movies or something in the living room and i said you know how how crazy would it be like look at this school and they have a pastoral program it's you can choose one year two years or three years yeah and then you were telling me about like long distance relationship and i was already like yeah not gonna happen (laughs) yeah you were not a big fan of that i mean i was like no yeah babe like totally go for it (laughs) but in the back of my head like real me was like no we're not doing that yeah yeah so uh that was pretty crazy because one year after Mm -hmm. we were leaving and catching a plane to go to dallas i know one year after it's something that looked crazy Mm -hmm. and now that i look back at it like god was just saying like i'm gonna surprise you guys in a way absolutely like when you were thinking about that i was going towards like my last year in college yeah. in my social work program yeah and i was already planning on like, like yeah. everything to go into my hospital job <laughs> yeah and i and i had just finished a that business program that yeah. construction contracting course uh had two years of university on my belt already and i had an option to go back if i wanted to and so i had done that course and i was more than willing to be a contractor to be a businessman mm-hmm. Uh, to be in the construction industry. I like construction. I did it for many years with my father. And even sometimes now I still go and I help him out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, through that, I learned a lot. And I, I have a passion for building things, figuring things out. You're and a so, very hands-on person. Yeah, I'm a hands-on person. I like tackling a challenge and feeling accomplished when I overcome it, right? <laughs> tackling a challenge like that Buick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a, oh my God, that was insane. <laughs> I spent like at least 30 hours of work, like fixing a head gasket on a car and my dad's car actually, just so that he wouldn't pay like an, ex, an, an immense amount of money. <laughs> I was then, stuck in a garage for 30 hours. And when did that break down after? Yeah, like a year after the yeah. transmission just blew up and I'm like, wow. <laughs> at least it wasn't the head gasket. So. I know. <laughs> that was actually, wow. I mean, even when I see those cars today, the Buick Rendezvous, I shiver. I, I cringe gl- a little I, bit. I cringe a little bit. <laughs> and so I was more than willing. That was my whole plan, actually, was just to become a businessman, be successful, buy a house, start a family, yeah. and just live life. Yeah. And, and not like, only anything that, else than that was more like, oh, yeah, cool, like a passing thought. Nothing yeah. more than that. 
Yeah. And you were actually like, we were looking into your business already. Like we yeah. were talking about logos. We were talking about names. Like yeah. he was preparing trucks. things, trucks. Like he was looking into trucks yeah. and Equipment. I was already imagining like how my life was going to be like, where we're going to be in this house yeah. with a bunch of like, a, like a, a lot beside us with all of his trucks or, yeah. or what if like the machines, equipment, whatever. And I would be working in my job because I actually had a scholarship to the university for mm. my social work program. Yeah, so you were already locked and loaded. I was locked and loaded, ready to go, guns yeah. blazing. Yeah, yeah, you were ready. Yeah. And that was cool because you were very excited for that, I remember. I was Your parents so were very excited. excited. Yeah. And so um, when that conversation came in the basement, it was more like a, oh my God, is this really happening? Mm-hmm. And I remember you were like very, very resistant to it i said no right away i'm yeah. like no i don't think so <laughs> yeah and i was like no we're gonna pray about it we're gonna see and there wasn't ever any pressure at all no and it was kind of it was a leap of faith yeah i mean at, at the end of the day i had something to hold on to which was a word when i was 16 mm-hmm. and god had spoken already many times about the pastorate and uh, so i kind of had something to hold on to with that but it was actually uh it was it was scary at the same time yeah because we were just stepping into something where it was like we didn't know what was going to happen we didn't know what the outcome was yeah we kind of went into CFNI just as an investment yeah. in ourselves yeah like a spiritual for spiritual growth yeah and yeah. because it was like for spiritual growth i was very hesitant because i'm like i'm not going to put my life on hold like i can because my idea was like i graduate I was maybe I graduated when I was 22. No, I'm 23, 20, 21. I graduated. No, I was 20 years old, actually, mm-hmm. when I graduated. Yeah. So I was like, by when I'm like 23 or 24, I'm already going to be, you know, in a placement working at the hospital. Like I already yeah. like had everything planned for me yeah. to be at like working at a hospital as a social worker. So for me, I'm like, I'm not going to put my life on hold for like yeah. two, three years yeah. When I by the time I come back from CFNI, I could have been maybe already working at a job or working towards yeah. my master's. Yeah, I remember that's exactly what you said. Yeah. It was kind of like we're going to put our lives on hold, mm-hmm. right? Like to go to a Bible college and then what? Right. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. Because there wasn't anything promised to us like after we had finished Bible college. Yeah. Like nothing we, at all. No. Like, <laughs> Like it, it was literally purely for spiritual investment. Yeah. And I'm like, no, not happening. Yeah. And, and our parents, right? I mean, my in-laws and we just call them our parents, right? Yeah. They're like, they're mothers and fathers to us. Well, biologically <laughs> with you, of course, <laughs> but with me, they're spiritual mothers and yeah. fathers. And I mean, I even consider them more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, they just were excited to invest in us. Yeah. They just it wanted to. It was so weird how it just, it wa- just yeah. happened. And it was so crazy because even your dad said like this is something that's coming out of nowhere almost like mm-hmm. we've been praying about it but it was like random yeah because your parents are very close to you yeah. and so the last thing that they really wanted as parents was to have you far to yeah. have us far right because yeah. we were so close yeah we we're all spending time together and this was a big jump for us yeah my dad would always be like super proud of me because i, I was super driven academically like i wanted to succeed i wanted to succeed in my area and i would come home with like i was very like deeply invested like i've never been so invested even though you had like difficulties right you still you would try to plow through right absolutely like i remember like 
I would have like four essays due in a week just from that one class like I have to give in like two days later like I would remember like <laughs> I always laugh at this image in my head but I loved every moment of my college experience even like the yeah. hard ones like yeah. as waking like staying up until four in the morning to then wake up at six so I can hand in my essay the next day yeah like I was never I never procrastinated I was always excited to do my essays first so that I can be free from it yeah. And I remember me like on my bed with the lights on and yeah. I needed to wake myself up. So what did I do? I went to my skincare, which mm-hmm. is the worst thing that I can do because that relaxes me. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had like a full mask on my face and I had my laptop in my lap mm-hmm. and I was in bed and I just leaned my head back and I just knocked out. And my dad comes in my room at like three o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> like imagine like a just a pure like green mask on my face mm-hmm. and like i'm dead asleep with a laptop in front of me yeah oh man so he like he saw how committed i was to becoming what yeah. i wanted to be yeah so you had invested so much so much energy in that absolutely yeah and it was good too because it, it when they came to us it was like you have an option yeah right and it's never like, like you need to do this no 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 it was an option and they were very open if we had if we wanted to say no yeah and so uh it took us i mean i knew i was like oh yeah let's do it like it was crazy but it was like this is i feel god on this you know and there's just those things where you don't have all the answers and you don't have um all the outcomes and but that's faith right it's faith is believing even though you can't see what's going to come yeah but you're holding on to a word yeah and so uh, we applied shortly after and in this time Oh, wait, actually, before that, Mm -hmm. I was super against it. So like like you guys know, super invested in my social, like in my profession, like what I wanted to do that I said no. And Nathan was like, no, babe, let's pray. I really feel God in this. And I was extremely against. I said, I do not feel God in this. Like, I feel like this is not going to be right for us. Like we're putting our lives on hold. Like I was already thinking of kind of everything we planned. And God actually like he knew how stubborn I was. (laughs) So. He sent three random people within a span of two weeks. Yeah, in this time, I mean, in this time, no one knew, right? It was only me, you. And my parents. And my parents. Yeah, our parents. That's it. Yeah, our parents, yeah. And then, like, it was just, it it was my dad, let's, like, it kind of went like this. Like, my, my, my parents spoke to us on a Saturday. Like, a week and a half later, we were already, like, applying. And within that week and a half, I had, a, a, we were at um, the teens, like we were praying for them. And the, one of the moms came to pick up their kid and that we were having a moment of prayer it was really special. And she came up to me and she pulled me aside and she was like, I'm so happy with what God's doing in your life. I just feel God telling me to say to you that you're not going to stay here for long. Wow. And I was like maybe she's talking about you know like my profession like (laughs) i'm gonna go i'm gonna get to like i'm like oh i'm like gonna really be like flying like i'm gonna be big in hospitals like that's what i was thinking yeah and then the second lady came to me on a sunday so let's say this was on a tuesday the another lady came to me on a thursday that same week and she said another lady this other pastor came up to me and she's now in brazil but she was like oh my gosh, like the Lord's telling me that he's going to send you out, that your time here is like done. Yeah. Like God is sending you to another place, like opening a new chapter. Yeah. And I was like, oh God. Yeah, but you were starting to understand already. I was, I was starting. But then 
I was still hesitant. And then that Sunday, another person came up to me and said the exact same thing. Said like the Lord's sending you somewhere else. Your time here is done. Like God is opening a new yeah. chapter. And that's when I went to Nathan. I said, I went to him actually crying on Sunday. I said, yeah. we're meant to go to CFNI. Yeah, yeah. And then all along, I was like, I mean, at first I was like, oh my God, are we actually going to do that? Yeah. And then we're like, you know what? Let's do it. Because we, it was just so much confirmation. Yeah, it was. A it wasn't just we. It wasn't just us speaking to just our parents, but yeah. people having words of knowledge that did not know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, even because uh, we we had applied, so we didn't even know if we were going to be approved. Yeah, not and only so that. And so there was visas and everything yeah, involved. That's, that's why right. we never told visas. anyone. Yeah, Nathan still had to apply for a student visa. Yeah, yeah, I had to get a student visa, and so we didn't want to announce anything, and then at the end of the day, not mm-hmm. be able to get the mm-hmm. visa but looking back at back at it now uh god was ordering all of our steps absolutely and so i mean that's his grace right he saw that we were you know a little bit fearful and he mm-hmm. still in his grace spoke to us in undeniable ways and so um one day before we left to dallas because mm-hmm. we we're still dating mm-hmm. right we we're still dating and it was about uh, three years it was going to come up to three years Mm-hmm. And so we, I remember till today, we left on a f- Saturday to mm-hmm. Dallas early in the morning <laughs> with Friday. your parents and my mom. My dad yeah. stayed behind because of work. And um, we got engaged on that Friday. Mm-hmm. And so it was that. Our anniversary, three year, our three year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And I remember planning that with, uh, with Luyani. <laughs> she helped a lot. She decorated it. And it was so special that, yeah. that day. Yeah. It was very special and uh, the best day of a, my life. A funny thing too <laughs> is I had my friend Decca. Oh yeah. <laughs> he told me he's like, bro, don't forget the ring because there was like a walkway in her backyard yeah. and photos. I everywhere. thought I was going to Lights, like a forest, like yeah, I was trees, in like a mountain. <laughs> tree stumps, and so we spent the whole day out because it was in our uh, our anniversary. Yeah. And we then in, we went indoor skydiving. Yeah. Went we on a picnic. picnic. Yeah. And then I was like, I have one more surprise for you. And we were in Milton. So we were about like 40 minutes away from Toronto where her parents live. And so I put a blindfold on her and we just drove. And mm-hmm. so I parked the car and I was like leading her um, through the path. But also I led her like kind of out of the way where she kind of stepped <laughs> on grass so that she wouldn't recognize. Absolutely not. I was like, uh, where the hell am I? Yeah. Like, what and, is this place? Yeah. And then when I opened the door, I stood um, in the in the middle of an arc, mm-hmm. and then I told her to take off the blindfold. And, and then music she, started. Playing. Yeah, music started playing. It was like it was wow, beautiful. it was magical. Mm-hmm. We had our friends there, and people that we knew. And my friend, going back to that, my friend told me, he said, "Bro, you better not forget the ring. Don't forget the ring." And I told him, I said, "Bro." How am I going to forget the ring? I'm going to get, I'm going to propose today. How can I forget the ring? And so there we're in the middle of the arc and I'm like holding. I'm mid walking to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're mid walking to me and I'm like crying. I'm so emotional. And then I'm like, I open my eyes and I look at my friend and I'm like, bro, I forgot the ring. Run to my car. (laughs) And then he ran to my car. And he's like, walk slower, babe. Walk slower. Yeah, I'm like, walk slower, walk slower because I forgot the ring. And she's like, oh my God. But it was a funny moment. It was so sweet. Yeah, and it it was like, 
blue sky, yeah, sunny. Yeah, it was the perfect it day. Was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. And then we went out to uh, to the same restaurant that we had a conversation with both of our parents that, you know. Where we, he asked me to be his Yeah, we're asked officially right after yeah. speaking to her parents and my parents and all of that um, for their blessing. And it was at that same restaurant that we went there two years later three years later yeah three years later and we had dinner there and then the next morning we left to dallas and yeah. i remember it was so much emotion oh my god it was so much emotion because we're, we were leaving everything behind our our friends yeah. people that we knew and also we didn't really leave on the greatest note either okay want to explain that yeah i'll explain it go ahead basically before we went to cfni we announced you know to our leaders about it and they were like super happy for us and so in the end you know my dad you know comes and not only was he announcing our journey to cfni but he was also announcing somebody else's journey to like this 21 i forgot what 21 project or something like that mm -hmm. from like dunamis brazil and and we were super excited for it because when they announced us saying like hey like to our young adults our youth team saying like, hey, like Nathan and Julie are actually being sent to Dallas, Texas, or CFNI. They're going to invest in themselves spiritually. And we were so excited because for me, it's like the same thing of going to a, a secular college or university. Like we're investing in ourselves or yeah. we're growing in ourselves. And it seemed like not a lot of people were happy about that. Yeah, I guess uh, we expected another reaction yeah we expect that i definitely like i can yeah. speak on myself like i expected a different reaction it was kind of like julie and ethan are being sent out and everyone's like oh like like slow claps that type of thing yeah <laughs> I'm, i mean kind of awkward yeah i mean if it was in our case i would have been very happy for any of my friends if they Absolutely. were in the same place yeah i mean like i told someone over the weekend if if you have friends that can't celebrate your wins, mm -hmm. then you should unfriend them as fast as you can. Yeah. Because it only gets worse from there. Yeah. And I feel like if they were really your friend, they would have supported you no matter what. Yeah. You know, no matter yeah. where you're going. Yeah. yeah. E even though you may seem like you're winning more, like let's say yeah. like you're probably, you're growing, you're becoming successful. They should be proud of you no matter what, even if like, I'm just saying in a general sense, I'm not saying that we were more successful than them, but I'm just saying like, if my friend was becoming more successful financially, spiritually, whatever, in whatever area that they are being more successful in, yeah. I would absolutely be happy. I would be celebrating with them, not kind of yeah being weird with I them. Mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it was something that we didn't expect, but Ever since my journey, I knew that God had called me. I knew that God had done that by his grace yeah. and that I didn't put myself in that position. <laughs> yeah, we definitely so, did not because if it was up to me, I would not yeah. have gone to so I. That's the thing, right? When you know that you're called, when you know that God gave you a word, that's what you stand on. Yeah. You can't be led by other people's opinions and other people's uh, version of what they want from you, mm -hmm. their version. Yeah where they want you to succeed and that where they want you to just be neutral. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, you know, it was that reaction we didn't expect, but we moved on. Absolutely. <laughs> that did not affect our walk. No. Uh, we were strong together. Yeah. And like I said, we had a word. We knew that we were called and God mm -hmm. was going to do something. We didn't know what, but we trusted in him. Yeah. And so we got to see if and I, and 
you know, the goodbye was so hard yeah, because we spent there a couple of days with our parents. We moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got everything ready on campus, prepared our room, our bed. And uh, I mean, the day that we said goodbye was so emotional. Yeah. Saying bye to, you know, your parents because we had never stayed far from home before never never i mean for me maybe the most was like seven days because at the time i was living on campus here at the Mm -hmm. university in canada in guelph Uh, but never like months apart yeah and so that was very hard and and it was funny because i felt god's hand like now i look back and i see where god was moving because i've always had this dream of i did not dream but i knew i wasn't gonna stay in canada for too long Mm-hmm. it was weird mm-hmm. like i didn't know it was god telling me that it was literally like just a feeling that i've had like i had consistently for two years while i was in college like yeah. i know i'm not gonna stay here for long but mm-hmm. i didn't know where i was going what exactly that was gonna look like yeah like i thought that i was gonna go to like a, a like an, another university that was farther live there in the dorm that's what i was thinking but like i've always had that feeling that i was not like th- there was going to be a chapter where I was not going to be in Canada and I didn't know it was going to be in CFNI. So I find that like just yeah, really you, crazy. You didn't know when you didn't know how. Yeah. But I just knew that day was going to come. Yeah. And so when we said our goodbyes, that was kind of like <laughs> the realization, like this yeah. is getting real. Yeah. I remember like saying goodbye to my, like, like I said before, I'm very close with my mom and my dad, Yeah. especially with my mom. So like when they came to my room with my, my saga, my mother-in-law, she they were like helping me clean and like help me organize everything and like i remember me standing in that apartment yeah and i was like they closed the door they're saying goodbye and i i wasn't allowed there was no girls allowed to be in the dorm that nathan was in so it was just kind of like the parents helping clean and organize things and that's it yeah oh my god i started bawling yeah. I, I was yeah, I crying like ugly crying <laughs> alone. Yeah. Yeah. and nathan opened the door because he forgot something he's like oh <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, you're right. I know yeah. it's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, from that point on, it was just so much personal transformation. Absolutely. And I feel like there was like, for me, there was two people that really helped me become who I am today. And I have to shout them out. It was Barbara and it was Eliza. Mm-hmm. Elisa. <laughs> my girl, my bestie. <laughs> At- <laughs> only, well, we she's, only, only she's, she's gonna, gonna know yeah, she's what gonna that know is. what that is <laughs> <laughs> that is so ratchet <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but uh uh julie unpack a little bit about uh your personal transformation what you experienced as if and i yeah i mean i feel like there was a lot of defense mechanisms that i used to do and like I acted in certain ways, you know, like I said, I have like a hard face, you know, yeah. a very serious face, even though I'm I I've just gotten so used to doing that. that and then it ends up being supernatural for me. So, yeah. you know, living with somebody else and having to deal with their personality and their quirks and it really helped me form and like with more patience, with understanding and mm-hmm. also seeing the spiritual side of it, like they were in, like my roommate her grandma would actually do like witchcraft. Whose grandma? My roommate. Oh, okay. Yeah. The roommate in my first semester, she did witchcraft and there was a lot of weird spiritual experiences that I had there, like battles. And it was just, it was just really crazy. And not only that, like within the first, 
just within the first semester, I feel like I completely changed to a different person. Yeah. Like the way that I acted, the way I reacted to things were not the way that I acted or reacted before. I feel like God gave me a lot of understanding mm-hmm. and love. If yeah, that makes definitely. sense. Like he helped me a lot to love. Like I was very hurt mm-hmm. when I went to CFNI, but I left completely free from that. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was just, I, the only thing that I can say was like a supernatural thing. Like if I heard somebody, like I, I dealt with some, you know, a little bit of some things from the past that I've seen people do. Like I was very like, if you look at me in the wrong way, I would say yeah. like, what's up? What's your problem? Like yeah. you got anything to say? Like I yeah. was very, I was a very confronting person. I mean, I think not too much vocally, but in your mind, you would say that. And then yeah. you would start creating judgments. I would. And uh, preconceived notions. Yeah. 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 But there was like this one person there who I had it. Like I've I've even like spoke to you about it like yeah. at work where this one person was like, oh, but like, like because I, I got married. I worked at CFNI, you know, yeah. to help because I'm an American citizen. I was born in Boston. Yeah. You helped a lot. You worked uh, two yeah. years two on years a prayer hotline. At a prayer hotline. TBN yeah. prayer hotline to help us. Yeah. And yeah. it was, uh, for me, it was an amazing job. I absolutely love TBN. Yeah. Such an amazing and healthy works workspace. Like yeah. they're like, if I want to, like if I ever be in another work setting, like I want it to be like TBN. It was a very healthy spiritually yeah. they would pray for you and help you with tough calls i had a lot of suicidal phone calls so oh, wow. it helped me a lot and just from my workplace it helped me a lot with prayer mm-hmm. like i was super insecure about prayer and yeah. me working there for two years and praying for other people like ev- like for five hours straight yeah it was it was pretty cool but also yeah. very tough yeah 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 but you know some experience you're always gonna get some you know, annoying girls or yeah, but you everyone know, goes through their like everyone right. there is develop in their developing stages, right. even myself. But that's one th- one thing that they told us is that you're gonna have difficulties with your roommates. Yeah, because you lived with three other girls. Yeah, and I lived with three other guys in yeah. like a small dorm. Yeah, I mean it was very small, it was super tiny for so you. So it's kind of like uh, you're living with people that you don't know. Yeah, and everyone has their own quirks. Yeah. And then that, you know, because of, uh, because I started CFNI, I am still a very pecu- uh, a particular person. Very, very, very. But e- back then, I was even more. Yeah. So it was like, I bumped heads a lot with one roommate. And I can even unpack that later. Yeah, you can. No, you can unpack it now. Yeah. Um, I had a roommate in my first semester that I bumped heads with him a lot. Um, because I'm a very clean person. He wasn't too clean. And we had inspections every week where we had to clean our dorm and there would be like the RAs, which would be the resident assistants or something like that yeah. or dean assistants. Yeah, no, it was so, the resident, ass- yeah, ever, ever. resident assistant or something, yeah, something like that. Like and so that. They, they came with the checklist seeing what was clean, right? Like, mm-hmm. is the And f- if you did not clean properly and yeah. you had more than three X's, like you had to pay a fee. Yeah. And everyone. So, so you, if it was one person's fault, everyone had to right, pay up the fee. Right. And we were living by faith. So you know them fees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even 50 bucks will send you like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> far. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, I even had moments where I'm sleeping and he would come in at like 1.30 in the morning. Which was past curfew, yeah, y'all. We had yeah. a curfew, like 10 a.m. on yeah. weekdays. And we uh, cannot leave. Yeah, and w- one thing that I hate is being interrupted in my sleep. It's oh, like, yeah, till today. Especially something unnecessary and if you know that I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. So he would come in at like 1.30 in the morning 
like speaking like talking on his headphones to someone turn on all the lights in the apartment start laughing and then play music out loud while we're sleeping so it's like it got to the point where um and i mean all these things they fine-tune your character Mm -hmm. all these difficult situations i'm not saying that god sent those situations but in, in, in the plan of god there is permission for you to go through things but in the end he is fine tuning the things that you need for a purpose and for the plan mm-hmm. and so there came to a point where um i got really irritated and there was a day that i confronted him yeah and so i mean it never turned into anything violent or physical no. but it got to the point where i was like whoa slow down and then i um i knew that i couldn't stay in that space anymore because yeah. he just, just he just would not listen Mm-hmm. I mean, the more you told him, it's like the more that he would ignore it mm-hmm. in a way. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, I was like, I was going through that because I got bitter w- yeah. about it. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I moved out from that dorm, right? I went to someone else that they, they didn't have three roommates. So I was able to go there. So it I moved. you and the other person, right? Yeah, yeah. So I moved out and that was a much better experience. And I was very grateful for my friend that did that for me. But, like, I would go around campus and kind of look at him and have these, like, oh, yeah, look at him. Oh, yeah, of course he's late. Yeah, yeah, because that's him. That's typical of him. Maybe he was out late. And so it was, like, it was that critical spirit. Mm -hmm. And so God began to work in my heart, and I needed to let go of that. I needed to let go of the situation. Let go of uh, almost, like, seeing myself as better than him. Yeah. And so that's something that I had to deal with SF and I was just... Uh, the pride, a critical mm-hmm. spirit, yeah. a judgmental mindset. Yeah. And so, you know, God began to work in my heart in order for me to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's big, big when you go to CFNI or anyone that's listening to this and thinking of going is that God is going to deal oh, with yeah. the things that you don't even know that's the there. Nitty, he goes <laughs> for the nitty gritties, man. Like I remember my, I was living with a roommate who was like, very I didn't, <laughs> a lot older than um the roommates that i had i was living with my two really good friends eliza and barbara and this other girl was in my room and she man she pulled a lot of like the ugly out of me and it was it was something that god i feel like well i, I feel like i know god wanted to pull out like the same way that you were saying like the critical spirit and like thinking that you were, you know, better than that person. You know, I feel like God was taking a lot of ugly things out of me. Like the way that I would handle situations, it was very like, Oh my God, like a lot of confrontation. There was a lot of bumping heads. Like I was dying. Like a lot of anxiety was brought up because of it. Yeah. But I thank God that I went through that situation because it helped me deal with things in a healthy way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and with that, I think I learned so much, so much things through uh, tough friendships, yeah. tough relationships. Yeah. And um, but what would you say would be one thing that, or two quick things, babe, that you said like these were defining moments at Christ for the Nations like Institute. Defining moments. Yeah, like this marked my life. Oh. What would you say? I know there's many, but can you just yeah. outline two, and I'll do two as well um man there's a lot i feel like one defining moment i feel like would be where i was in chapel so every morning we have chapel and there was in it was actually when i got so it was in november so before 
I think it was towards our final year at CFNI, I yeah. think, was um, when I got a, a diagnosis of diabetes. Like they weren't for sure. They're saying it might be type two. It's reversible. Yeah. And I was going through that. And then I actually got diagnosed with type one instead, which is dependent on insulin. Yeah. And I remember I was in chapel and it was like, I even get emotional speaking about it because what's his name again? Um, the... Why offends later? My, Micah, Pastor Micah. Yeah. He was saying God's, I mean, Jesus's, um, uh, it said like there was like a verse or something that says Jesus's cloak is. Mm-hmm. It fills, it fills the temple, the train or something. No. Yeah. Like the train of his robe fills robe. the temple. Something yeah, like something that. Something like yeah. that. And yeah, it's yeah. like crowned with all of his victories. Yeah. Because they, they would say, right. That the longer was the tunic or the robe, mm-hmm. right. The law, the it meant the more battles that that king had won. Yeah. And so he made a, a little illustration, and it was very powerful. It was super powerful, and like he yeah. was saying, like God like, has already. Yeah. He's overcome your. He even said like he's overcome your diabetes. Yeah. He's overcome when he said fear, diabetes, man, I started bawling. Like yeah. I was crying so 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 much. I was really struggling mentally about it, and it was just something like very crazy. Like he was yeah. saying, like. God has overcome cancer. God has overcome diabetes. God yeah. has overcome depression. Like he was just listing out. I feel like at that moment, yeah. it was just something that like really like I, I feel like in a way I really clung, like I clinged onto yeah. Jesus. I yeah. said, Lord, I cannot do this on my own because I tried doing it on my own. Like I went to the pastor Brandon, who was our chair of pastoral major like i cried to him and he really became a father to me at that moment that Mm -hmm. i needed Mm -hmm. and when i heard that i was just like wrecked you know like just by the guidance of pastor brandon and pastor jen oh my god why am i crying (laughs) (laughs) but their guidance really helped me and i i always say the their family pastor brandon pastor jen and Pastor Eric, like them three, Pastor Derek as well, like impacted my life forever, you know? And because of that one moment that Pastor Micah said in chapel really made me cling on to Jesus's character and his love for me and what he wants for me is to be healed. So I would say that would obviously be one defining moment. Yeah, that was one, but that felt like two. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what? When you were saying that, it's crazy how much resistance we went through in going oh to Sifanai. Yeah. I mean, even unexpected resistance. Yeah. Like we were, like you were saying, like people that we thought was um, behind us revealed themselves to not mm-hmm. be, be like they revealed who they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, the how how can I say that? Uh, like through that moment they kind of revealed who they were and what they actually thought yeah um i was going through i also went through a very difficult stage there um with uh with my family right with one of my siblings yeah who was having a uh he he has a past history and and heavy drug use and at an early age and it Mm -hmm. was like very very wild living and it's to the point where you don't know if you know, he's going to 
you know, pass away the next day from an overdose or something like that. Yeah, and so serious. And so it was like my prayer life was forged in resistance. Mm -hmm. I remember in a small dorm because you want some privacy from your other roommates. It's like you start praying in the bathroom. You close the door and and I had I had roommates and I met amazing people at CFNI. Amazing brothers to me that are blood brothers. They're friends that I can count on. I have a very great friend, Chris Lord, who I... Mr. Lord. Mr. Lord. <laughs> and became a brother to me. I mean, he stands by me. I have oh, a friend yeah. named Joaquin as well. And many others as well. Very, very good people. But mm-hmm. Joaquin was a man that prayed for me. He fought with me. I was able to open up about my struggles, confess, yeah. confess previous sin, past sin. Mm-hmm. Just a, uh, an atmosphere of transparency around yeah. him. Yeah. And uh, so many times I would cry in that bathroom and just be like, God, you have to do something, mm-hmm. do a miracle, change his life. And so we faced a lot of resistance as if and I we were yeah. going through um, problems in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Church problems at that time. And uh, with our pa- with our pastor and, you know, previous leaders. And so w- a lot of the things were the were those those factors that forged us in prayer that caused us to be strong that yeah. caused us to stand firm on the promises of God. Yeah. And so I, I believe that that's why we've become this couple by the grace and the mercy of God and in all humility yeah. that stand by the calling of God. Yeah. And it's like nothing will shake us from that place because no. we have been through some stuff, we have slayed some giants, oh, yeah. we have overcome some hurdles. Yeah. And we know that God is with us. Yeah. I mean, we know. And so we went through a lot of a lot of resistance there yeah. at CFNI. But there were also experiences where it was like God's touch. God was giving you, you know, words through random people and just yeah. speaking right into the moment that you needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like the perfect, like just for you to get like an image of our three years at CFNI is like wine pressing. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. really like a grape being squeezed yeah. to its max. Yeah, we were in a l- olive press for sure. Oh my God. But it was, we came like, we came like the new wine, you know? Yes. there. I mean, a new wine, a new level of maturity, Yeah. a new uh, sense of purpose and of calling. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, I would not trade a thing of the things that we had to go through. I would not trade it all because it caused us to be stronger. Mm -hmm. It caused us to have more faith. It caused us to know who we are in Christ Mm -hmm. as sons and daughters. And it really caused us to be dependent on him. Yeah. And it, it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. I mean, there was many times where it was like weeping moments. Oh yeah. I mean, Sif and I so much about worship. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. It's like, Every single morning you were going to a concert. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, we had like famous singers, mm-hmm. people. I mean, every Tuesday was a new speaker. And it was like mm-hmm. constant, like a, a, a river of yeah. information, a river of transformation. And it was like you were expectant. And we had so much amazing teachers, so much relatable teachers, relevant teachers that mm-hmm. were willing to go out to coffee with you after yeah. c- hours. I found that absolutely crazy. Like one person that really impacted also Nathan and I's life was uh, Carrie Wood. Yeah. 
Oh, what time. a man of God. Yeah. He, I mean, and wow. he was so, he's just so amazing. Like, yeah. I remember Nathan went up to him. He's like, we really want to have lunch with you. He's like, all right, what day, what time? Yeah, yeah. He was like, and we had like lunch with him and it was just amazing. Yeah, we, we had lunch still, with a bunch of teachers. In co- and yeah, we had lunch with a bunch of teachers. Yeah. Miss Susan, yeah. she was really like great and she yeah. gave a lot of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they were so down to earth. They really spoke about like the because they were also pastors they knew the reality oh, yeah. of ministry backstage yeah. and they would tell us like it's not as glamorous as you think it is yeah i mean the 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 calling is not just on the pulpit mm-hmm. the 45 minutes on a sunday or whatever it is on a thursday or the conferences there's so much more to it and so we learned so much uh, i was personally really transformed through a class that i had there in uh, which was soteriology, the yeah, study of Peter salvation uh, by Peter Lewis. And uh, I'm actually going to recommend a book here, which is Back to the Gospel by Peter Lewis. And it's so simple, but so profound. Yeah. And it was in that class that so much of the lies of the enemy were just being torn off of my mind yeah. day after day. So many things that I had to unlearn. Yeah, See, Yeah. exactly. There was a lot of things that we had to yeah. unlearn. Like, yeah. And I'm so happy that uh, like the teachers at CFNI are like led by God to be there because they're so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and they know what to say, like what to teach about. And like they're and I've never been surrounded by teachers that really, truly care about your heart. Yeah. Oh, my God. Your personal transformation. Yeah. They're they're so invested in your personal transformation, like deeply. And when I say deeply invested, like. You go up to them, like CFNI is like that type of place. Like you'll you'll be walking, and a student will have a word for you, yeah. and you see students weeping yeah. with each other, like on yeah. the sidewalk. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or like, good morning, God bless you. Or like, teachers like literally wanting to go out with you, wanting yeah. to see you be better, like wanting to see you become the person that God wants you to be. Like yeah. they are so invested in you. Yeah, they are. They are, and I mean, uh, it's countless. Oh, yeah. Uh, Professor Gabe. Yeah. John Hatcher. John Hatcher. I mean, these men that taught us Old Testament, New Testament, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Seif. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey uh, Seif. Hermeneutics. So funny. I yeah. mean, my, it was crazy because before CFNI, I was not a reader. Mm-hmm. I was not a reader. But when I went to CFNI, there was like a hunger for the word of God. Like yeah. there was a hunger for theology. And you know what? It came to the point where I was getting very puffed up in my head by knowledge. Mm. And God had to humble me and show me that I wasn't all that I thought that I was. <laughs> <laughs> and that it wasn't only about head knowledge that was going to mm-hmm. transform people. But I needed to know him intimately, love people, care for people, be compassionate, be mm-hmm. patient, mm-hmm. be attentive. Because yeah. I wasn't good with people. I was good in the books, but like I had very poor social skills. I feel like that. And I, like I cared more about my books than people. Yeah. I, like that's the, the that's where it was. It really yeah. was. I feel like the trend, like that transforming part, like side of you of wanting, it was with Carrie Wood. Yeah, yeah I remember definitely. this specific moment where Carrie Wood is like, "Don't be afraid to give prolonged hugs." Yeah, and he yeah. pulls Nathan out, the most <laughs> awkward. I'm like, no, why is he doing I know, this to and me? And he pulls Nathan out, and everyone like 
like yeah, in front people, of like 50 students yeah people started giggling but like those who knew nathan like yeah. people like it's funny too that people at cf and i would call him pastor nate nathan. yeah yeah they naturally started calling me that They're yeah like, they would oh, be you're like pastor. pastor good morning pastor and i'm like what the? i don't i do not see that in myself <laughs> yeah, i said like what are you guys see, saying yeah people would see him as pastor and yeah. It was so You're my funny. pastor. You're yeah. my pastor. Yeah. <laughs> they would. So there was a moment Carrie would got Nathan and like yeah. literally gave him like a 15 second hug. And yeah. Nathan was just like. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I became so was, tender. I yeah. really did. And it was, it was like a hug of the fa- of, of the father it really yeah. was because in his in his class, which was the Abba journey, mm-hmm. we were just learning about the revelation of God as a father and how many people do not know God in that capacity. Yeah. They know God is this distant, the all creator, the omniscient, omnipotent, mm-hmm. um, omnipresent. And he is all those characters. But it's like that distant God yeah. that you kind of don't know, you know, when he's around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so he really made God like this father, the Abba that he is, that the word presents him to be, mm-hmm. that Jesus reflected especially in the gospel of john mm-hmm. and so that i mean it all started with big big transformation through the word was through soteriology which was yeah. the study of salvation and that we're free from sin the power of grace we've been free from the power of sin mm-hmm. and that you know the, what we have already conquered in christ through the cross those things shifted my mind yeah and so it was progressive transformation over the years. Uh, it, it, it was transformation until the end yeah. of the of our journey there. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was just perfect. I mean, God just literally gave us what we needed. And so much that I learned, I would say 99% is what's carrying us. Yeah. And, you know, we're in a new season, but there's so much things that I can turn back to. There, It was there that my prayer life was formed. It was mm-hmm. there that I that i uh, saw the power of fasting it was mm-hmm. there that i learned to fight mm-hmm. to stand firm um even when you don't have people by your side yeah and all and there's we those felt, moments where you think that you only have the lord yeah we we went through like a season where we were really like we really only had each other yeah yeah and I mean, excluding family excluding and family. some select people, so, but yeah. very, very little. We we really felt alone and we really felt kind of like the weight of the world on us. Like yeah. everyone was against us yeah. and we didn't understand why. Yeah. We really did not understand why. <laughs> but in my head, I see myself, I saw CFNI as investing in myself and who wouldn't want to see someone be invested in yeah. general. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was really hard for me to understand. But God, like... Texas has just this special place in my heart. Yeah. CF and I will always live in my heart forever. Yeah. And I I want to go back one day just to just to be there to have that experience one more time. And CF and I just like completely changed my life forever. You know, like how Nathan said, like he grew in so many areas. I feel like I really was dependent on God. Yeah. All those years. Like I really knew what it was to depend on God. Yeah. Yeah. It to was to hear his voice, yeah. to seek him, to uh, like through like to not like it's so easy for me to depend on myself and to hold these things onto myself. Like I said, like we we were basically alone. We felt like the world was against us. And yeah. I was going through, you know, 
uh, a health issue was going. Yeah. I got diagnosed with diabetes and it was really hard for me to yeah. maneuver through that because it was like, Lord, I'm doing your will. I'm doing what you want me to do. And now yeah. I'm diagnosed with diabetes. Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, it was really hard to accept that. And yeah. it was like, it's like faith when you can't see a thing. Yeah. Yeah. literally that's literally th those are those moments where it's like you don't feel like anything's gonna happen you can't see anything and yeah. is gonna happen and it seems like the more you pray the worse it gets yeah <laughs> seriously yeah. yeah and yeah. like it was just crazy how much opposition we had at yeah. cfni but yeah. through that opposition so much like such beautiful things also happen it was yeah. crazy like it's like you would turn your head to like one side and it yeah. was like tornadoes and like earthquakes and yeah. like rain lightning yeah. thunder and then you would turn to yeah. the other side and it was just like paradise yeah yeah you literally know, you know what one of the things that you said it's like it's like this we're the anomaly cast we're the unlikely ones so mm -hmm. god literally chose the unlikely yeah and it's it's almost like him choosing david it's the unlikely shepherd boy Mm -hmm. abandoned in the fields yeah. was chosen to be made king yeah right it was like there was nothing in david really except a humble heart a mm -hmm. heart that was willing yeah. and so we we always had that heart mm -hmm. by the grace and mercy of god we were just there like lord we're willing yeah we're here we're not perfect yeah i mean we don't have all the answers we don't even know where this is all gonna end up but we're here mm -hmm. we're 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 available yeah I feel like we positions are positioned ourselves to receive like we were literally open like okay god yeah, like we yeah. allowed him to do whatever he wanted right, to do right i mean and it's that thing right i mean i'm so glad because i literally soaked up every second of cfni mm -hmm. i was so committed to that place because it was such an honor for me to be there yeah. and it was like i'm gonna soak up these three years and you know sometimes you think oh because it's a bible college is everyone committed no. no there are people that skip class there are people that sleep in class. There are people that are continually cheating on tests. It happens. Talking to each other and literally not paying yeah, attention Yeah, fooling to around on social media, on Instagram. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, I, I was committed. Yeah. And I wanted it. I said, Lord, I'm here. You brought me here. Yeah. And I know it's for a reason and a purpose. I'm going to soak up everything. And so that place really instilled in me a hunger and a thirst for the word of god yeah. for theology i mean i'm a huge fan of theology reading uh leadership growth all these things were instilled in me at cfni yes yeah, so many so many places place. that encounter the lord in worship uh just waiting on the lord being yeah. silent beholding his face meditating on the word of god uh growing in the gifts of the spirit mm -hmm. Uh, so many things all grounded in the word of God. And uh, I just, I don't have the words to thank the Lord for all that he did there. Yeah, seriously. I am so grateful for that place. Yeah. And there's so much to be said. I mean, <laughs> you know, like an hour or whatever it is doesn't do justice. Absolutely it's, not. It was three years of uh, supernatural provision. I mean, there's things I'm not even speaking about, like my trip to Israel. That was crazy. Fully paid by yeah, people. Literally, like God provided like almost i don't even know i don't remember how much it was mm -hmm. it was around like six thousand american or something yeah, like that like five, know, six thousand. five six thousand i don't remember so don't take that as an exact number it could be less could be more i don't remember but literally so much provision yeah and there were people here from canada that helped me that mm -hmm. helped us we went to uh washington dc we we participated in a march for life yeah. which was very very cool 
so there's so much things mm-hmm. there really was mm-hmm. and there were there were people that were 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 supportive there were people that stood were, by yeah. us until today yeah but it's like i don't, I don't even know it's just it was amazing it really yeah. is i see if an eye is a is a special place god's yeah. anointing is upon that place yeah we we built we had we have like i don't say we have friends we have family yeah we yeah. have um i call her mama ness like she's the mom like yeah. my mom from texas so much people there that were pillars oh my god such pillars in my life yeah. you know charles helped me a lot yeah he was and, a mentor and also like I, I would say eliza like eliza really helped me till the very end like yeah. she was such a supportive friend like yeah. a supportive sister to me yeah she was really like as much as nathan cringed every single time we were together <laughs> oh my god amen <laughs> oh god jesus she was she was she has been till today like s- extremely supportive like yeah. i love how we support each other yeah like yeah. we're extremely supportive of each other just happy it's yeah. just such like a pure friendship. Like yeah. wherever you go, wherever God sends you, no matter how successful you get, I want you to get there. And yeah. same goes for me. Like yeah. we both do that for each other. Yeah. Also, Chris Lord, the best yeah. bodyguard. I say he's the bodyguard, <laughs> but he became like a brother to oh me. Oh my God. He is no like, he is the type of guy that he'll be like wherever, like what you need. Yeah, he'll be there like in a second. Yeah, yeah. And God also, has the professors huge, huge plans for his life. Our pastors in Texas, Pastor yeah, Derek, Pastor, Pastor Jen, Pastor Derek, Pastor Jen. Oh my gosh, the best. Faithfully every Sunday, just feeding us. Yeah, and just being supportive. Absolutely, going out with us. Yeah, having were, lunch. Oh, they were the best. They were. They were, and I'm so glad to to know this new season that they're stepping in there. Yeah, in, in Dallas. Super happy for them. So you know, there are these people that uh really really impacted yeah our journey uh wow yeah to end let's say to end this podcast what would you say like who would you say your number one teacher was oh no that's very hard i don't think i, I could do it just I'd, say like okay give me like three more, people yeah give me like three okay people. three people okay i want to say uh I mean, this is not going in order of importance, okay? I'm just going to say three here. I would say uh, Carrie Wood. Mm-hmm. I would say Pastor Brandon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say, oh, my God, this is a hard one. <laughs> I feel like... Peter, I would say Peter Lewis. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Uh, I had different relationships with each one. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have much relationship with Peter Lewis. Yeah. Uh, even outside of class but it was just like the wisdom that yeah he had. the wisdom and the personal transformation that came to the word yeah uh, with pastor brandon i learned that i could be myself and still be a pastor because there's so much alike sir i i always say to nathan like y- yeah. you are pastor brandon's like son yeah, twin yeah no literally. twin <laughs> yes not even son yeah. twin yeah they are so alike in yeah. so many ways we're that so black and I'm white like, oh we're God. so dry humor i Seriously. mean <laughs> And uh, Carrie Wood for sure, just because, yeah. just uh, the revelation that I got, mm-hmm. and he's just like a like a father. Yeah, he really is. You really sense that mm-hmm. the spirit of a father that he's a spiritual father to many. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's also people like Ding Ji as well. Oh yeah, that it was like 
powerful man. Yeah, like a powerful man in the spirit and in prayers. Like every time he opened up his mouth, mm-hmm. I would be impacted. Every yeah. time he opened his mouth, I wanted to cry. So it was like, I, I started to see these people that they had spent time with God. Yeah. And it's very visible when someone spends time with God. It's just something different yeah. that hits your spirit. Dean G would always just surprise me when he, like I, I see the... I see the love that he had for Jesus yeah. every chapel. He yeah. would be by himself with the communion cup yeah. and he would just be praying. Oh yeah. my God, man. I, I would like, it was weird. Like, I, and I don't want to over spiritualize things, but like you can feel that Jesus was with him. Yeah. Like he yeah. has this, like, I know like he has a, a relationship with Jesus just by the way that he, the way he spoke yeah. in tongues, it was like magical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and there's so much other people. It, yeah, it so many, so much other people. I mean, like, it doesn't do justice. Th- just these three or these four. There's yeah. so much people that were involved in our yeah. journey. Yeah. So many friends that we, that we got to know through classes, mm-hmm. through the cafeteria. And yeah. so, uh, if any of these people are hearing this, we just want to thank you. We're yeah. so grateful. Yeah. And uh, my God, I don't, it doesn't do justice. Sif and I was amazing. And yeah. if there's anyone that's listening to this that want to go, go. Yes, go. Trust me, because the enemy is not the one telling you to go. The yeah, devil is definitely. not going to tell you to go to Sif and I. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was personal transformation, transformation in the word, uh, just a th- hunger and a thirst for more of God. And so, man, I love Sif and I. I love Steve and I, I love the great country of Texas. Yes, the great country <laughs> of Texas. And uh, that's that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, we are actually, so we just wanted to kind of, the first two episodes be about who we are, what we experience, who we are today. Yeah, and we're how gonna we st- got to where we are today. Exactly. And So now, we're going to speak about that. Yeah. Probably on the next episode. Yeah. And we're, we're going to start getting into series too. We yeah. have a bunch of series that we want to do and what we want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We're open. We're being very transparent in this podcast. Yeah. We really are. We're, we're following s- Craig Rochelle's number one line. Yeah. I think it's like the people would rather you be real than no, right. Yeah. Than always right. Than always right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so, guys, if you can, share whatever you want us to talk about. Yeah. Any topic. We are very open. We're very open. It could be theology. It could be doctrine. Yeah. It could be just personal things. Sacred cows. As Pastor Brandon Brandon said, sacred cows make the best barbecue. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And in grace and love, I mean, we're not here for that objective. But, I mean... What we think, what our personal opinion is, we're going to say it even though it steps on people's toes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're true to what we believe. Yeah. Right. And so um, let us know. Yeah. We're uh, we're super down for that. And if you can subscribe to this uh, podcast, share it, because then that tells the algorithm that it's relevant. <laughs> right. Let's let's work this algorithm, guys. Yeah. So give us a like. Give us a share. Help us to spread this on social media. And we're so grateful for the support. We really love each and every one of you guys that have taken your time to listen. And so we just wanted to express our gratitude. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Well, it's not (laughs) see you guys next time, right? It's talk to you guys next time. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Talk to you guys yeah. next time. We'll podcast with you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.